Pubcast. If you're not listening to Pubcast, the terrorists are winning. That's what Jay Moore says. Welcome to the Pubcast. Sit down and enjoy a pint. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to listen to the Mission Impossible episode of the Pubcast. This time, Eric and Allison join me to break down this 1996 spy thriller starring Tom Cruise. This was obviously the beginning of the Mission Impossible franchise, and Tom Cruise saw the big picture of this concept way back in the mid-1990s. As this was the first film he ever produced. Uh, He smartly took no salary for this movie, opting for a percentage of the gross, which worked out quite nicely for him uh, in a number of ways. Uh, Anyway, this movie has all the hallmarks of both a classic spy movie and a heist movie, but which is it? You'll have to listen to this episode to find out as we break down Mission Impossible. Good morning, Mr. Phelps. This is your mission, should you choose to accept it. Should you or any member of your IM force be caught or killed, the secretary will disavow all knowledge of your actions. Ethan Hunt will be your point man, as usual. Good luck, Jim. Simple game. Is he serious? Always. It's much worse than you think. We're being ambushed. Abort, that's an order. They knew, they knew we were coming. Do you read me? I don't care how he did it. I want to know why he did it. You're worried about me. Why you survived? I'm sure we can find something I have that you need. These guys are trained to be ghosts. Let's not waste time chasing after him. Let's make him come to us. Find something that's personally important to him and you squeeze. seen me very upset this tape will self-destruct in five seconds all right mission impossible 1996 so not the uh not the original not this 60s uh series uh the no-nonsense plot an american agent under false suspicion of disloyalty must con- must discover and expose the real spy without help of his organization. Great. Okay. Perfect. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember when I saw this one, but I definitely saw it in the theater. It was '96. I'm sure we saw it together. I, am, I have a high level of confidence yeah. that that's the case. Yeah, it would have been summer after you graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, some after I graduated, even mm-hmm. um, it it was one of those movies that at the time felt big. Promotion was everywhere. Right, Tom Cruise's big deal. Um, it was his first time as producer of a movie. Oh, and he actually did one of those deals where he didn't take any money up front. 
he just took a percentage of the gross on the back. Oh, I think I saw that. And his, what did they offer him? It was like a ginormous salary. Like It was a percentage of the gross profits, but it was. No, before. What did oh, he turn down? I, I didn't I, see the number. I think, I, I wanted to ask you because the number I saw is so ludicrous that he turned down. Well, he ended up making $70 million on the movie. Okay. The number he <clears throat> turned down was $20 million salary. Yeah. Which is an insane salary well, at to the time, be turning down. Even now, that's a big number. At the time, guys like him and Jim Carrey and whoever, Tom Hanks or whoever was the other, uh, Harrison Ford, couple of big guys there were making that was the going rate for the top stars i know but the idea well, definitely of turning down that flat that salary clearly did the math sure it, it's making an assumption that it's not like right. water world right. you know like right. where it's just a pile of garbage yeah 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 it was uh it was pretty insane uh I didn't look it up. Uh, the director was Brian De Palma. Okay. Uh, interesting choice for him. Yeah. I saw somewhere. Who is he? Like, what is he directed? Because like this Scar- is like, kind of like a weakness. What? Scarface, The Untouchables, oh. Carrie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, He's from that group of like Spielberg, Scorsese, uh, De Palma, all those guys like knew each other. Uh, yeah. Even uh, uh, the Godfather, uh, Coppola. Coppola, yeah. I would say that in general, like I can identify like actors that have been in like obscure actors that have been in certain movies. I am not good at directors. I'm, I'm not, not either necessarily. Sometimes. I can figure it out just by seeing it because of the style. Sure. I don't mean the obvious, obvious Spielberg, but you'll catch one like, oh, that's definitely a McTiernan film or whatever, you know? I don't even know who that is, but okay. I mean, the director of Die Hard. Really? Yeah. Die Um, Hard, Predator, Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. Die Hard, Red October. You can, if you see him back to back, you can get a feel for the Mm -hmm. style. Anyway. Okay, I mean, I've, I got okay. a couple of them, but not many. You're, I mean, that's better than me. Like, I am Fincher. Fincher, I can guess. Yeah. I can guess Guy Ritchie usually. Yeah. <laughs> I can guess Wes yeah. Anderson. Yeah, there's a few, and that's uh, about it. Like, even like Eric's probably better than I am, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, De Palma. I don't know that I have a feel for his work, but I know a lot of the stuff he does. I like. But so anyway, what I wanted to get into in this early part of the podcast, I had a question that came up. I wrote it down during the movie last night. And I never thought I'd ask this. Um, No, it's not all that crazy, but it's Mission Impossible. The team is called the IMF, the Impossible Mission Force, right? It's all about spies. Is this a spy movie? Or is this a heist movie? Because it's got all the hallmarks of a heist movie. Only at the very end is it really a spy movie, I guess, on the train. But short of, and even that, that's just like a weird action movie. Well, I think it's a 
heist wrapped in a spy movie. Like it's right. It's like a Tootsie Roll pop. Like there's right. Right. A heist is kind of in the middle of it, but everything around it is spy movie. Yeah. Cause I would agree with that. Yeah. But a lot of times spy movies are, it's the spy trying to stop a heist or or the equivalent of a heist. This is the spy and his team being the heist team. But if you... With the knock list. Yeah, right. But everything before <clears throat> and after the... They're, they're, I mean, I'm like yes. starting to get into like things I want to talk about with right. the movie. But it's fine. The, the whole... Um, it, and, it, and you pick it up more the second time you watch it, right? Because it's, it's all of the giveaways are told kind of at the end. Right. Let me walk you around the room, you know? And then you kind of look and you're like, oh, there's that person's looking, that person's looking. Like right. you don't notice it the first time you're watching it. But then you see there's this whole secondary story that's happening or but secondary set of characters. Transpose that with Ocean's... 13 when they're they do that <clears throat> you got Clooney's team then you have uh uh to Talor, uh yeah. the, the French guy yeah uh and they're both doing separate heists but then one team is observing the other one it's they reminded me of, or I thought of that when I was watching oh. it last night where you had okay. yeah you have a spy team and the, yeah. the IMF team and you have a second IMF team watching the first one and yeah. it, it was very yeah. heist adjacent is what I was thinking last yeah. night. Yep. And I, previously I would have thought, oh, it's obviously a spy movie, of course. Right. Eh. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a heist movie wearing spy movie clothes <laughs> as opposed to the sheep's and wolf clothing. Uh, Eric, what do you think? Other than just co-signing with Allison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest, I never even thought of it that way. But, um, yeah, it's, I, would, I would still call it a spy movie. Yeah. I think first, I would too. It, yeah. yeah. But mm. interesting question. I know. That yeah. was interesting. Intriguing. Uh, and then one of the things that stood out while watching it and – I couldn't help mention it while we were watching it was because of the time of the movie, 1996. Yes. And some of the things they were trying to pull off with technology, (laughs) seeing what they came up with and made up out of their asses. Even at the time, I I remember us talking about it. Like that's not how the internet works. Like that's not, I don't know what, yeah, like browser he's using or what what that search engine is but uh, that's he searched crazy. he searched job j-o-b and got no results <laughs> right <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah i think i said the same thing to right. Brendan. i'm like when was the last time you saw any Google search and got zero results. Yeah. I, typed, I mean, I know it's different. I, now. Yeah, I, I, mean, I was, I was making notes of that. I was making specific notes about that. As I was watching it, he searched Bible and got <laughs> 126 results. Right. <laughs> Bible. Job, AKA job. job. I know. Zero results. 
to connect to the internet, he actually types internet access. Yeah. <laughs> he types it out. Even in 96, that well, was ludicrous. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. So when they actually filmed it before, like, doing whatever post-production, <sighs> it was in 94, 95, maybe, if this came out in 96. I mean, it was... I mean, I'd have to go back and look and see when the various browsers and search engines were started, but stuff was out there. I mean, there, there Windows, was... Yeah, Windows was a thing. So Windows, Internet Explorer, in theory, would be a thing. AOL, Excite. Uh, I'm trying to think of those other, those other stupid uh, uh, search engines. Uh, Yahoo. Uh, I mean, I don't know what was exactly, but... Uh, it's, it's crazy. What they yeah. try to do is crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. It worked out great. You yeah. overlook it. But even in the moment, you're like, hmm, that, that's, <laughs> this is fantasy. This is a fantasy world. Yeah. The whole, how the mail goes out, the little graphic. The graphic of the mail. <laughs> well, and Eric, we were talking about, he types out his message in English and then sends out, I don't know, 10, 12, 40 different other versions of that. And he types it in different languages because he knows these languages, I guess, as opposed to copying and pasting and then having the internet translate, yeah. translate it. Uh, yeah. Maybe that was a function of 96, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it was very dated, that part of it. I mean, forget about the... Uh, cell phones or lack thereof. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. The other, the other one that I that I wrote down that ridiculous uh, use of the internet. He tries Max dot com and that does does not exist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Mission Impossible was the third highest grossing movie of that year. The top ten included. Independence Day, three hundred and six million. Twister, two hundred forty-one million. It's got my nemesis in there. (laughs) Mission Impossible. Well, Independence Day and Twister. Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman. Oh yeah, they're they're fighting for the lead in that that year. Uh, Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'll take Bill Pullman any day. Uh, Okay, Mission Impossible third with one hundred eighty million. And then we go The Rock, Nutty Professor. That's the one with... Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Ransom, The Birdcage, A Time to Kill, 101 Dalmatians, and The First Wives Club. Wow. Oh, that was a big Matthew McConaughey's... Yeah, Time to, yeah, kill. Time to kill. That was his big breakthrough. Of those, yeah, of those 10, I'll take... I'll take Mission Impossible and I'll take the birdcage, but I could pretty much leave the rest. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of them are not great movies. Uh, I mean, a time to kill, to kill is good. It's just, fine. I, it's just not a movie I would choose to rewatch. No. Yeah. When we do the uh, best movie year thing, I don't think 96 is going to make it. 96 is, uh, no. it's uh, so Mission Impossible, it made 180. It only cost 80 million to make. I say only because that's without a fee for Tom Cruise. Right. Throw him in there and it's over 100. Right. 
So it's I mean, still a good return. It's a good return, but it only doubled its money. I mean, that, that doesn't include marketing and stuff. So who knows what it actually actually profited? Is that is that worldwide or is that domestic? Right. This is domestic. This is all domestic gross. So worldwide, I'm not sure, but probably double it. Right. I mean, close to it. Rotten Tomato score. Hmm. <clears throat> You want the audience first or the critics first? Audience. What do you think the audience gave the first Mission Impossible? Third highest grossing, I'm going to say 85. Eric? I'm going to say 75. Audience gave it a lukewarm 71. Really? Yep. What? I know. I'm surprised it's that low. It had to be in the 80s. Huh. Okay. And now the critics. Oh, no. Would they uh, have liked it? I will say 65. Hmm. I'm going to say 70. Almost got it. The critics gave it a 66. Wow. So 66% of the critics liked it, essentially. Two-thirds. Yeah. Huh. About what I would figure for the critics, but the audience, I'm surprised that's not in the 80s. Come on. Yeah, it's, I mean... It's a perfect before. summer popcorn blockbuster, right. Tom Cruise. Fun. Great. What, I, what, else what, do you want? what are people wanting from that? What do you yeah. want that to be? It's better than like Twister. Yeah, it's I, an innovative act action scene at the end. It's got a little bit of spy stuff, a little bit of heist stuff. It's right. Tom Cruise. It's from from what I was reading about the movie last night. I feel like there was a bit of a little bit of backlash against it because of it wasn't it wasn't. Um, loyal to the yeah. like source material. That. Oh really? Yeah. Because like the John Voigt character is Peter Graves from the TV show. Yeah. And the way that he sort of became the villain and sort of it turned off a lot of the like the diehard fans of the TV show. Hmm. Yeah. The Peter, so people the, were wanting it to be more like the show and like, not oh, its own movie. Yeah. I mean Hmm. All right. I don't know how many like quote unquote main characters were in the original series. Well, let's say it was four or five. Right. Uh, I think they had a core three, but maybe it was four or five. Um, only one was in this movie, Jim yes. Phelps, and he was not that big of a character in this movie. He, I mean, he was. He was, he was important. He was yeah. important, but he didn't have as much screen time as anybody yeah. else. I have to say, I don't know that I ever watched the show, like a single episode of it, like even like on reruns or, you know, them like replaying it on a Sunday afternoon or anything. I'm trying, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen it. And it was, people will say they liked it, but I've never seen anyone say, oh, I have the DVD set or, (laughs) uh, oh, I, I. I've been watching been on Netflix. Yeah. Whatever. No. Yeah. People will do that with Star Trek or whatever 60s show, but not, I don't hear that with the Mission Impossible. 
I I have a friend. He and I recently, like a, a couple of months ago, were having a conversation about Mission Impossible, and he actually he had because he had been spending a lot of evenings <sighs> watching the old episodes and talking about how much he really liked them. Wow. Cause it wasn't about, it was, it was the, the movies have actually obviously become all about, you know, big action and stunts and things like that. But the TV show was very, it was about outsmarting the other people. And it was the way that they sort of, uh, which I unveiled guess, the plot. It was a very, it was a much more, uh, uh, there was more tension there. Mm-hmm. Well, that, thank you for shooting on my point, Eric. <laughs> 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 After I say no one's ever said that to me or anybody, and then there's yeah. yeah. I, and, and I, yeah. This, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The, it's but, the one it's the one conversation that, that's the one time one time I ever had any that conversation with anybody, but yeah. I did have one. I it was one like person I know. I think by percentage you still win on that because of all the people oh, any of us have talked to, Eric's got one person. Right, right. I think yeah. your point still stands. Um to it's that definitely a valid point. And according to Martin Lando Dana Landau, uh in an earlier treatment, the original plan was to bring back the entire cast of the tele- television sh- series in the, the movie. Hmm. In an, like an earlier, as an earlier, as one of the IMF teams that was doing a, a they're like the second thing. team. Uh, no, oh. like doing a, uh, I almost said a heist. God damn it! <laughs> uh, doing a mission. Yeah, and having them all get killed. Oh, you know, in some you know things, so that that would they had the, pave way then right, for the new the fan team. service of the old people being there, but they all got killed off because of some double cross or whatever. And uh, here's the new team that is taking over them. I feel like that would make people more upset. Yeah, I, I think it was good that they didn't do it. Yeah. Um. Okay, this is the only film in the franchise where. The character Ethan Hunt doesn't fire a gun. And it's the only one not to have shootouts or gunfights. The body count for this entire movie is just seven people. Yeah. And it's mostly at the beginning, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, if you count Krieger and Phelps exploding in the helicopter at the end, there's right. two. Um, Claire then, takes a bullet. Claire takes one. There's three. And then you've got what's his name getting spiked in the elevator. There's four. And then Emilio. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was much more graphic than I remember it being. It's like just on there for a flash, but egads. I want so let's talk about that. I want to go back and watch it like frame by frame because I don't know what's going on there. When he's Why on, is he still sitting up? Why didn't he lay down? Right. When he's Although on top of the elevator. I guess it's like then, then he just gets stabbed a hundred times. Elevator goes up and those, they're not exactly spikes, but they're some sort of Pause. safety or stopping device for the elevator before it hits the ceiling, basically. Uh, but also there is one unusually long and jagged sword-like thing that comes down yeah. and that's what gets him. That one thing gets him. Yeah. 
had he moved to the right eight and a half inches, it would have missed him and then he would have been fine. I don't know. Well, what, and it was what, like how he was looking up, right. watching it happen. It was, it was like, like an Austin Powers. Exactly. Austin Powers. <laughs> no. With the, uh, uh, the steamroller. The steamroller. <laughs> or the Zamboni in uh, uh, Deadpool. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's ridiculous. That whole thing's ridiculous. Emilio Estevez, uh, as Jack in this uh, movie, did the role and is uncredited. You can't. Mm-hmm. He's there. Is, he's not in the credits as a character at all. He doesn't. His name doesn't appear anywhere. Really? Yeah. But he's got enough lines. I know. He did it. I forget why or how, but he's uncredited. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what's her name? And then the the spy, like the got killed. They were killed at the gate. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Sarah? Is it Sarah? Yeah. Kristen Scott Thomas. Yeah. Sarah and... um, Gulitzen. Gulitzen. One of my theology teachers at Marquette, his last name was Gulitzen. Oh, my God. He was a Russian Orthodox. uh, I guess Russian Orthodox Christian. Um, Being that it's Marquette, I assume. Yeah. And uh, he was about six foot five. Oh my god! Long, long beard. Was he Rasputin. He exactly Rasputin. <laughs> six five w- would wear like the uh, like tunics. No, uh, sh- you know, sh- covered shoulder to below his calf. Oh black god. tunics with like a a, 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 a a big fur hat. Not. In the winter, it was a fur hat, but like would wear like a, some sort of a squared off, like almost oh, like a Muslim type my hat. God. Um, he was, he was Rasputin. Absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Last name was Gillitson. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Mission Impossible is the last motion picture from a major studio to be released on home or for home video. On Betamax. Oh, I did see that. That's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe I had no idea beta lasted that long. I didn't either. That's that's kind of crazy. Um this you can see this in the movie, but or at least part of this in the movie, but just for those that care. The knock list. Yeah. NOC list, the NOC agent or non-official cover is a dis- is disavowed by his or her so a knock agent is disavowed by his or her own country uh, should he be he or she be captured which essentially means he or she would be executed as an authorized spy hence the knock list gets out all those people would be left to be right. on their own and be killed right yeah they kind of talk about it in the movie but yeah. just for clarity uh when Cruz's Ethan Hunt looks over the list of aliases and code names on the knock list, one of them is Maverick. Maverick, I saw that. That's awesome. Good old Maverick. Um, when Jim Phelps is getting his mission on the airplane, his team is shown one by one with their names and aliases. Here are the ali- aliases okay. that are listed. Uh, Jack Harmon is Emilio Estevez. His alias is Tony Beretta, which is the character from the cop show Beretta. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Davies, which is Kristen Scott Thomas. Her alias is Sarah Walker. Uh, Hannah Williams' alias is Paula, Pauline Brady. And Ethan Hunt's alias is Philippe Duchette. Interesting. Yeah. That all that means nothing. So great. And I, and another small point I find it I found it fascinating as I was watching it that they let uh, Jim he was smoking on an airplane. <laughs> That's yeah. all that the movie well, is. Which yeah, even in '96 that was a that was not happening. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I got. Go one for you. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but um, Claire's character mm-hmm. was inspired by the character Vesper Lynn from the the Bond. I saw books. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, kind of, you kind of look back now at it. It's like, oh yeah, I can kind of see mm-hmm. that connection. Mm-hmm. There were like uh, scenes cut from the script, or you know, cut in editing room. Um, that more overtly solidified the relationship between Ethan Hunt and Claire. Yeah, that there was something going on there. That it, w- but it was, it's easy to miss it in the movie, right? Uh, okay. Blah blah blah. The exploding fish tank stunt was reportedly Cruz's idea. Hmm. <clears throat> De Palma tried to shoot it with a stunt double. But the results were unconvincing, so that really is Tom Cruise when you see uh, fleeing from 16 tons of water. So did they do that twice? Like multiple times? I did read that, yeah. Um, when it's, when it's, yeah, when he's, when it's facing the building and the water's coming <laughs> towards the camera and it's Tom Cruise jumping, that's happening like in like Pinewood Studios. But then wow. when it's facing the other way and he's running out into the square away from the water, that's like on location in that's Prague. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Which we were, when we were there, we tried to figure out exactly like where, which yeah. storefront that that point of view was from. We were, we were in that definitely old, old town there, square. Yeah. We couldn't figure, obviously that aqua, aquarium, aqua, whatever it's called, uh, bar, restaurant is not, real yeah. but uh we couldn't find where it was supposed to be yeah exactly but but there were definitely like we were in a, in and around a lot of the places where that yeah. movie was shot and definitely we were talking about this movie as we were there yeah trying to figure out where certain buildings were or what which she which scene was shot where yeah it's it is kind of cool because you know it doesn't take a lot of effort to go see and realize, oh, this was shot here, this is shot yep. there, where where he was when he did this. It's yep. it's pretty obvious. Yep. The six-digit code to the vault holding the knock list, 789551, courtesy of William Dunlow. I don't think it means anything. Oh, just, I, I was like waiting for the punchline. Like, well, what are we doing? I'm here? only providing the numbers. That's I'm it. like, is it spelling something? Like, <laughs> no. what are we doing? <laughs> Turn it upside down. It says boobs. No, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't have a, 
a ton more trivia. I have some casting yeah. stuff. I have one thing I, w- I want to mention, but it can be after this. Stuff. So, so I saw one thing <clears throat> that the White Vault was inspired by 2001 A Space Odyssey yeah. to have it be like this ultra modern kind of absent of all human um, feeling, emotion, warmth, anything like that, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. And then the other thing that I've got, um, I'll let... Um, then I'll let Eric go is the slate of hand tricks that were happening was actually Tom Cruise that there were no camera tricks the one he does with the CD out to the side I have a hard time believing that there's there's no CG involved in that one After after he does it if you look closely, you can see the disc up his sleeve. So you can oh, see really? like there's, yeah, okay, you can see great. like the shape of it in his sleeve. Then, then I fully believe it. Because uh, I was thinking he was hi- trying to hide it like in his hand or behind his hand, and the width of that CD it's just it's too big; yeah. it can't fit behind his hand in any dimension. It's not gonna work in his sleeve. Great, yeah, Got it. makes sense. Now I gotta go back and watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that I did definitely appreciate that now, but I do want to know, did he learn that for the movie or no way. Was he, is he all into close up magic? He is into <laughs> close up magic. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise mind freak. <laughs> he is, he is with, um, the, the judge from night court and they're just doing no. tricks with each other. What's his no, name? It's Harry. What's hey, Harry? Harry Anderson? <laughs> it's, uh, it's Tom Cruise and David Blaine going, oh my God. you know, uh, to the Dallas Cowboys and tricking Deion Sanders with some close-up magic. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, Eric, feel free to jump in if you have something. But uh, I did see they are currently in production with Mission Impossible 7 and 8. Oh, my God. And... Yes. Well, seven for sure. I think the they were supposed to be doing them back to back, but because of COVID, yeah. I yeah. think they they postponed eight. Sure. I uh, was thinking maybe that your combination was going to be the number of Mission Impossibles that they were going to make. Oh, no, <laughs> seven, eight, nine, five, five, one. Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing I saw about number seven and eight is that it looks like. Kittrich is coming back for both those movies. Oh, really? Yes, the he is. Same actor. I think the, the same, oh, same right. actor. Same yeah. actor. Which, as a side note, we can get there when we get there, but why isn't that actor in everything? He's, always, he's in like two of my favorite movies, and he's, he's really good Yeah, as a dick. Yeah. <laughs> what else is he in? Uh, Clear and Present Danger. Oh, yes, he definitely was in that. Yeah. Not a jail free card. Yeah. And, and if I'm not I, I'm coming if I'm not mistaken, isn't um Max's bodyguard, the guy who's got the oh. long hair in this one, isn't that, uh, isn't he doesn't he show up again in like ghost protocol? Oh, it's just like, no. does he even say oh. anything? Just I like don't Tom Cruise like turns around and he's there, he's he's a bodyguard for somebody else and he just sort of there's a look of recognition, and then they just sort of carry on. Well, oh. that would be awesome. I, we have I, to. I want to. I think that's. I think that's it. And that 
And why was he not played by, um, is that Alexander Gudnoff from so, Die Hard of the Money Pit? Now you, you, you finally got to where I want you to go. <laughs> uh, that guy, that big blonde German right. henchman, was also one of the German henchmen in Die Hard. Oh, really? He was the guy who was fighting oh, Bruce yeah. Willis yeah. with the, uh, the gray uh, tracksuit yeah. on. Yeah, he definitely Oh, the was. brother. It was his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Hans. Uh, or, uh, uh, Carton, yeah. Um, now that you say that, that's absolutely him. It's totally him. By the way, he had the largest overcoat on that yeah. I have ever oh. seen on any human being. Like, he has I like, thought there were like 17 people under there. He has like 80s level uh, football uh, pads. pads on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was distracting how much was going on there. Name, All of them have big overcoats yeah. on, but that, that dude's was name is Andre Wisniewski. Oh, yeah. which I, when I saw him, like, oh, he is the guy from uh, that's amazing. Die Hard. I went and checked it, and yeah, he is. So he, he has a connection to uh, the blonde-haired guy in uh, uh, Die Hard. Yeah, and he kind of stole his look. Yeah, he, he, he stole his identity for uh, uh, Mission Impossible. And which one did you say that he shows back up in? Ghost Protocol? I think it's, I think it's Ghost Protocol. Oh, my God. That's amazing. i have to look that up at some point. Uh, okay, casting. Yes. <clears throat> I'm going to wait for Ethan Hunt because that's that we come back to the same problem we had with... Uh, uh, midnight, run. Uh, midnight run. Okay, with that, uh, Jim Phelps. People who were considered for the part of Jim Phelps include Al Pacino, Michael Douglas, and Robert Redford. Just, hmm. So instead of John Voight, there is a name that's not on here that I think A should have been on the list. B, if you put this guy in. For John Voight, I think the, the movie is better. I think it's a better interesting guy, and yeah. that is Gene Hackman. Mm. I want Gene Hackman as Phelps. I don't want John Voight in that role. I don't think he's any good. I think he's bad in, in, in this movie. I think there's nothing to him. Right. By the way, I have to say, watching this movie, John Voight, Voight is way younger I know, I know. in this movie than I thought he was. Like, I was looking sure, at him gray, like... But- yeah. I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, he's like young. And it is yeah. not as big of a stretch that he's married to Claire. Right. <laughs> as opposed to when I first watched this movie, I'm like, why in the world is she with a 70-year-old man? Yeah. So in the movie, uh, even the, the actress, she's like, I don't know, call it 34, 33, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and he's like 53, 50, two, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that. Um, yeah, I want Gene Hackman in that role. I don't want uh, John Boyd. Uh, I think it needed a touch more personality, yeah. I think, to it. But yeah, I'm not a big John Boyd guy. Anyway, I would not but. have mind, minded um, Robert Redford, though. I think that would have been good too. Yeah, I mean, although he sort of plays that character now in like the Avengers. Yeah, well, and Gene Hackman did it. In a few different movies, kind of. So yeah, would have um, been. It would have been. I don't know. It might have been too much like the firm because it was Tom right. Cruise with Gene Hackman in the firm. Right. So maybe I don't know. 
Well, then bring in Wilfred Brimley. Let's just do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wilfred Brimley B, Max. <laughs> By the way, that was supposed to be, well, maybe you are going to talk about this now. The Max character was originally supposed to be played by a man. They just didn't change the name. I didn't, I didn't see that, but uh, totally believe it. Yeah, I like the that they it is played Changing by a woman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't see any uh, who else was considered for that role. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, Claire, I have two. Um, Director Brian De Palma originally offered the role to Juliette Binoche. Mm. And it says uh, the role was also originally offered to Genevieve, uh, I'll say it because I don't know French, Bujold, Buhold, B U J O L D. I don't know who that is, but Juliette Binoche, yeah, fine. Binoche? Isn't it Binoche? Is it? Isn't it? I, I always, I always say Binoche. I thought it was Binoche. Is it Binoche? I believe so. Yeah. Maybe the American version of it. I don't know how it's Binoche. actually pronounced. All right. French is not my strong no. suit. I can't even fake it to no. get through it. What what was what was Robbie's? Gene Reno. <laughs> Gene Reno, who's in this movie. <laughs> yep. I was I was waiting for Gene Reno to come up again. Oh, I have much to say about Gene Reno later. <clears throat> uh, okay, Ethan Hunt. Okay. I have a few of these, but I don't, I have no faith that all of them are accurate. So let's take it all with a grain of salt. Okay. Potentials for Ethan Hunt include. Uh, Bruce Willis, John Travolta, <laughs> Nicholas Cage, <laughs> right. Ralph Fiennes. I don't know. Oh, huh? really? If In '96, pl- if you're playing an American spy, I don't. He doesn't. I don't, his American accent is horrible. Uh, and Mel Gibson. Uh, and then I have George Clooney was offered the part but he turned it down to work on the movie One Fine Day. Hmm. That's all I've got for that. Uh, I don't love any of those, really. It's kind yeah. of... Because I, I always thought Cruz, like, bought the... Like, he was, like, the leader of this thing. What? Bought the rights, and he's cast himself. He was himself a producer, and... and, and at, at no point was anyone else considered. I can't right. imagine. That's, that's what I would have expected. Yeah. Not, Anybody else being considered seems like... I'm not positive yeah. about that, but I th- that's what I've always thought. Is that, you know, he was behind the getting this thing made, so I don't... Nobody else is considered. Uh, that's all I got, other okay. than the awesome Andre Wisniewski, uh, Max's oh henchman information. Okay. It's time to recast your bait. Center. Better close the door. It's time to recasturbate. Now. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've got the, the Fab Five. Mm-hmm. We've got Ethan Hunt, Jim Phelps, Claire, 
Krieger, and Luther. Okay. And then we've got two others, Kittrich and Max. And then as a bonus, if we want, if anybody wants to chime in on, we have the three team members that were killed, Jack, Sarah, and Hannah. Okay. Before we get started. Yes. Before we get into the nitty gritty of you have this, I have that, and back and forth of who does what. I have an alternate universe. Oh my gosh, Eric, he has a whole new paper. Uh, That's exciting. (laughs) So, I was thinking of this, and so I was trying to do a let's swap the casts deal. I was trying to do like a James Bond or a uh, Born Identity or something where there'd be like four or five people that would work from here over there. Got it. Okay. And I found one that pretty much works. Interesting. Okay. Um, now, I usually get tied up with the ages. Yes, you do. Uh, or at least connected to it. Uh, ages are out the window with all this. Um, okay. Even in my choices for the characters when we get into it, uh, ages, who cares? Tom Cruise, age versus John Voight versus Claire, who right. cares? Uh, so I, I did that with the swap out anyway. The swap out that I came up with that I think really kind of actually works. And it's a current movie? or It's a current movie. That movie. Okay. Um, so swapping out the one, two, three, four, five, six, all seven, the, the Fab Five plus the next two, swap all of them out with the cast of The Gentleman. Oh. So Ethan Hunt is Matthew McConaughey. Right. Luther, Charlie Hunnam. Okay. Krieger, Colin Farrell. Okay. Claire, Michelle Dockery. Yeah. Jim Phelps, Hugh Grant. Yes. Kittredge, Eddie Marson, Marsan, uh, Big Dave, the, the little guy. Yeah. Uh, and then Max, there was no other woman character in uh, Gentlemen, so Max is Jeremy Strong. Oh, my God. I, that's a... It's you pretty put good. That, it's that pretty cast good. together, I think it kind of works. It's a different kind of a movie, yeah. but I think it kind of works. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. So that was my wild card. Okay. Now we can get into the normal right. stuff. Although even in the normal stuff, I have another wild card. Oh, my God. Okay. So I'm wondering if I should do my wild card first here, because it might be. So I cast the seven as a group first. Specifically because I did a trick, did one trick to them uh, that we don't often do. We've done it before, but not that often. And that is the racial swap. Okay. So I essentially reversed the races, although it didn't really reverse them. I went to all black cast. Okay. So this, I'm going to go through my all black cast and then we can do back and forth. Okay. My Ethan Hunt in the all black uh, Mission Impossible, Michael B. Jordan. Okay. My Jim Phelps, Forrest Whitaker. Mm. My Claire would be Zendaya. Mm-hmm. My Krieger was John David Washington. Okay. My Luther was Donald Glover. Uh-huh. My Kittrich, I hemmed and hawed about this one. 
I went with Anthony Mackie as my Kittredge. Interesting. I don't know if that one really works. Mm-hmm. And then my Max is Alfred Woodard. Oh, that's good. I like that whole movie as well, but yeah. it's a standalone movie. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I think that whole, I mean, a version of that works. Yeah. You can nitpick here and there. Yeah, but yeah that's good. That would be a good one. Now, now we can go to the back and forth. Uh, Ethan Hunt. Al, who do you have for recasting Ethan Hunt and Maze actors? So I, I really struggled with this a lot more than I thought I would. Um, with Ethan, I, I kind of figured out the others I relatively quickly, I but um, I've got I've got Sebastian Stan, mm-hmm. Anthony Mackey as my no, oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I like I, I think who I like the best is Oscar Isaac. That's good. That totally works. I, I kind of like the Sebastian Stan. Even mm-hmm. I considered him too. Oscar Isaac, yeah. That's and I had considered Oscar Isaac too, but I kind of passed on him. Right. I don't know. I feel like it's 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 so hard when Tom Cruise is still playing the character right. and will still be playing the character for quite a bit of some time yet to come. The Casino Royale situation we had before. Yeah, yeah. who did yeah. you have, Eric? I I also had Michael B. Jordan on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. It's it's. I was trying to think of actors that seem like they'd be capable to. And if we're going in the same direction, as far as like the big stunts and the, like the big showpieces and kind of stuff like who else could be capable of pulling that kind of stuff off or even seem like they'd be game to try and pulling that stuff off. Right. So I have like Michael B. Jordan on that list. Um, another name, I, I don't know how well he could do like, and it's a British actor. So how well he could do an American accent, mm-hmm. but maybe Taryn Edgerton. Oh, mm. I like that because there are the there's the lighthearted banter that occurs particularly at the beginning. You picked him because he's, he's the same height as Tom Cruise, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're both about five seven or whatever. Yeah. That's that's actually I, I like that. The one guy I had is Ethan Hunt outside of my other stuff well, i suppose the kingsman i mean with the kingsman i guess that kind yeah. of is yeah. on that same level I had henry cavill with my ethan oh, hunt. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i don't love it but i struggled with ethan hunt the whole yeah time. i by far by far this was that was the hardest one yeah yeah uh okay allison john phelps or uh, jim, jim phelps, phelps. <laughs> john's his brother um, so I've got Benedict Cumberbatch. I almost had him somewhere in this movie like 10 times. Clive Owen. <laughs> <laughs> I like Clive Owen. And number one is Russell Crowe. I have Jim Phelps. I have Russell Crowe. I also have a backup of Hugh Jackman, but Ew. Russell Crowe is my number one. Yep. <laughs> 
Son of Eric. Uh, I went a little bit <clears throat> different direction. I, I don't know. My Jim Phelps, maybe a lot of mine might be skewing a little bit too old. Yeah. But, I mean, um, this is one of the movies that I, I really don't think age matters so much other than you kind of want a Phelps who's a little bit, it has to be a handful of years older than Ethan Hunt. But Right. They don't have to be within the same ballpark of those actors. This movie could be almost anybody uh, in any, any yeah. uh, age group. Yeah. I thought of, um, uh, I consider Denzel Washington. Yeah. Um, totally. I, um, also, again, skewing, maybe it would be sort of a nod to another spy character, maybe that he already did, uh, maybe Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, um, I do like that one. Um, one that I kind of more I thought about it, the more I enjoyed, and I think it's my number one is I I would like J.K. Simmons. Ooh. Yeah, I certainly considered him, and I uh, I did balk at the age because it's, it's he's he's how old is he now? He's in his mid sixties. How old is Denzel? Like 70. So you... They're about... Uh, maybe they're about, about the same. Uh, mid-60s, yeah. probably. Right? Um, yeah. It's not, the, it's not the age, just the mileage. It's, you know, how do you hold up? Um, yeah. J.K. Simmons, 10 years ago, I'm in. Today, yeah. I like the key for Sutherland, though. I think that's a good yeah. one. Um, Claire. All right. What do you got? I'm going to do, let me do mine first because it's going to be super quick. (laughs) It doesn't matter who it is. It could literally be any European supermodel that decided they wanted to be an actor. (laughs) There's nothing to that character in any way whatsoever. It could be played by absolutely anybody. I consider that too. And then I just put a name to it. Yeah. It could be anybody. Yeah. 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 So I, I've got, I'm get, I don't know how to say her name, but she is currently playing the judge in Loki. Uh, oh. Juju Mabatha-Ra. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I've got <laughs> Felicity Jones. Oh. And sure. the one I, I think plays it is Alicia Vikander. Ah, I had her too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my one. I had Alicia Vikander, and backing her up was Natalie Portman. Which I have, and I have, that's I'm, who I had as a yeah, far too, both of both of them are far too talented, of course, and good actresses to yeah. play that ridiculous Unlimited budget, and we are attracting whoever we want. Yeah. Right? We're all under contract. Uh, okay, Krieger. <sighs> yeah. Uh, why don't you go first? Me? I can if you okay, want. Okay, I can. So I think the throwaway that you probably have also is Vincent Castle. <laughs> I didn't. Wow. I'm surprised. I should have because he's French, but. I yeah. Um, I've got Daniel Bruhl, who uh, yeah. is the bad guy in Avengers uh, with the. In the Falcon. He's Colonel Zemo. Yeah. Yes. 
And then the number one I've got is Hugh Laurie. Oh. Yeah. I like that. I had two. Um, one, I had Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah. I think that works. That's a good one. And one is real. I think this is not what it usually is. I had Tom Hardy as Krieger. Oh, yeah. Not as stunt casting. I think he could, he could, he could make yeah, this character work. Yeah, he could make that work. Yeah. Eric? Uh, I have I have two. Um, uh, Jason Statham. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and then another one who I think I might it, he's probably he's probably too old at this point, but ten years ago for sure. Uh, Sean Bean. Uh, I thought oh. about Sean Bean. Yeah. He's yeah, good. that's good. That's good. Wow, we had some good ones for. Gene Reno. Yeah. Gene Reno. Gene Reno. Gene Reno. <laughs> uh, Sister of the uh, former Attorney General of the United States. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Luther, Al. Yes. What do you have? I've got <clears throat> Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I almost had him in a bunch of places, too. I've got Riz Ahmed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... I will put him anywhere I can is Michael Pena. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, Eric, who's your Luther? Um, I went, I did, so when I, when I read when they're talking about the casting of Luther, when they chose Ving Rhames, it said, they said it was because they picked the person who looked the least like the stereotypical hacker that you usually see in a movie. So I stuck in that sort of in that same vein. Um, <laughs> I first, my knee jerk reaction was Terry Crews. I was going to say <laughs> Terry Crews, Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah. I almost put Jason Momoa. <laughs> but then, yeah, um, my choice, I think, is uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I had somebody in this role that I moved somewhere else, and so I'm not going to mention him. So I only have one. And so my backup was James McAvoy as Luther. Uh, I want to talk about Luther. With regard to not just this movie, but the series, the series okay. of movies. In this movie, he is the computer guy, the hacker, the guy in the chair, right? right? In the later movies, the more recent three, that is Simon Pegg, right? What, what, what is Luther doing now for that team? Eric, do you have any idea like how he well, distinguishes himself from the other hacker guy? Well, Simon Pegg was started out as the guy in the chair, but then he, they made a point of it. Like he say he wanted to be a field agent and went through the training and became a field agent. So Simon Pegg is in the field now and Luther kind of does both. 
Yeah. I feel like. I was trying like, to think. I think they both do both, don't they? Because Peg is often doing computer stuff, but also uh, Ving Rames is. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like if, if, because they're not always like Simon Pegg and, and Ving Rames aren't even necessarily even in the same location right. when they're doing missions. But if it's like in the same place doing, and one of them is supposed to be, one of them is going to be the guy in the chair. It'll yeah. be Ving Rames. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last two, we have Kittredge and Max. Okay. Uh, Kittredge, I'll say mine. I had two. I really only had one, um, but I'll say the second one as well because it's kind of a half-assed one. Uh, the guy, yeah, the half-assed one that I took off this list was Vince Vaughn. Mm. I don't think mm. that would. I don't know what I'm doing with that. You took him off the list, but you just said it? Yeah. Okay, got yeah. it. I wanted you to hear how ridiculous that okay. was. Okay, all right. Uh, the guy I think who works great is Steve Carell. Oh. I think he's he fits Kittredge really well. Today's Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah no, know. yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got Michael Shannon. <laughs> he's, he's on my list. Um, we love Michael Shane, Shannon. I do. <laughs> um, I then changed it up. I went with Jennifer Conley. Wow. Okay. Huh. I like that one. Okay. And then uh, last or first is Edward Norton. I tried to find his father. I almost had him as Phelps, but I didn't. So. Yeah. I kind of <clears throat> like him being the jerk. Yep. Eric. Uh, I had, I, Michael Shannon was on my list. I'll put him, he's my third. Uh, my number two, uh, John Hamm. Oh. And I think my number one, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Ah. <laughs> That's good. That's actually really good. Who brings up John Hamm more often? You or Eric? I don't know. It might be a tie. Yeah, yeah it's there's some sort of uh, no. It's 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 almost never the wrong choice. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. I would not have thought of him, but I think he could be really good. Yeah, I like that. Um. All right. One guy I tried to find a spot for, but I couldn't find one was uh, Fastbender. I knew it. I knew you would try to. I was trying. I, I was looking for a place also, and I went with uh, Cumberbatch instead of Fassbender. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mad Max. All right. Uh, Al, you want to go first? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I've got Angela Bassett. I... That was my Alfred Woodard, Woodard uh, version. Uh, I purposely didn't pick her because my all-black cast started looking a lot like the cast of Black Panther. I'm oh. like, I, I can't have another Black yeah. Panther actor in there, so I yeah. took her off. Um, Kate, <coughs> Kate Blanchett. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I thought there's no other choice other than Emma Thompson. She's on my list. Yeah. I have two. One 
is obvious. Okay. Tilda Swinton. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yep. Also uh, on my list. I don't know why. I am surprised every time and she does not come up in my list of like when I'm like thinking of casting when this, you I said, never think of when of you her. said Kate Blanchett, I'm like, oh, and then Tilda Swinton, because <laughs> one will become the other one. Eventually they're just gonna become one person. Uh the other one I had was Demi Moore. Oh yeah. Eric, Max. Um, I had I don't I, I had Emma Thompson and Tilda Swinton were both on my list. I also have um, Helena Bonham Carter. Ooh, that's good. That's good. And could be a bit of kind of a bit of stunt casting here, but I also think it might work. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Oh. Oh, that's actually that's pretty good. There's a name I'm surprised that didn't come up between the three of us. Which is? Meryl Streep. Oh, I thought about her. I... Emma Thompson it takes over the Meryl yeah. Streep yeah. Uh, slot, but I'm surprised no one said Meryl Streep. She's kind of the British Meryl Streep, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Bonus. Uh, for those who would like to participate, uh, Jack, Hannah, and Sarah. I've only got a Jack. Okay. I will go in reverse order of uh, importance. I'll get the most irrelevant person out of the way first. All right. Hannah, I, I actually wrote this down. Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally any person. Yep. Any any gender, any race, any whatever. Uh, Does she only say no problem in this movie? Does she yeah. have just one line? I, uh, who even knows? Who even cares? I, I, the fact that she doesn't go uncredited, but Emilio Estevez does, right. is right. out of control. Okay. Uh, so that's done. Um, Sarah, the Kristen Scott Thomas yes. role... I threw in an Anne Hathaway. Oh, interesting. You know, Kristen Scott Thomas could be Max now. Yeah. 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 Did you have a Sarah? No. Oh. I only have a Jack. Oh, Eric, did you have a Sarah? I do not have a Sarah. All right. Jack, this is where I moved someone out of one position and put him here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack is... Charlie Day. Right. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> as of course. It I had I had Charlie Day as uh like a funny Luther. And yeah. I'm like, oh no, he is absolutely Jack. Yeah. There's yeah. no other person for it. Yeah. Um, so I had um again, I have unlimited budget for yeah. my mission impossible. So I've Sir got, Anthony Hopkins? No, no. I've got Daniel Radcliffe. Ah. Yeah. Dev Patel. Okay. And then Kevin Hart. <laughs> that could work. It, how do I say this? It's a small enough role that Kevin Hart can't overwhelm it. Right. So it's good. Shorty for shorty. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a Jack, uh, Eric? I, I did not. Or come in with a Jack, but as we were sitting here, I thought of one, uh, 
Jason Bateman. Oh, oh. Jason Bateman. Interesting. Nice. Interesting. All right. Memorable scenes and quotable lines. <laughs> there are a lot of things in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Luther does it. Yeah. Max does it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's so of, subtle. A lot of uh, sounds. Uh, Drake Hotel, Chicago. Are you off on one of your cushy recruiting assignments again? And where'd they put you up this time? The plaza? Drake Hotel, Chicago. Oh, <laughs> punishing. How many times have we said that? 10,000. Yeah, easily, easily. Um, red light, green lights. Yeah, yeah, red light, green light. Kittredge, you never see me very upset. That's a good one. I can understand you're very upset. Kittredge, you've never seen me very upset. Uh, Asa lasagna, don't get any onion. I didn't write that one down. <laughs> yeah. uh, toast. Three. Toast. Toast. Oh, yeah. Susan and I say that to each other all the time. (laughs) It's so good. This is a movie I can't... We we talked about this last week with Midnight Run. Uh, It it is one of the better movies that has... But they say the title in the movie. They don't say the fucking title in this movie. No, no. I, I don't know how you possibly could, but uh, this is, it seems like this type of movie being the first of this clearly going to be a series, uh, you would shoehorn that fucker in there somewhere, right. but no. Yeah. Uh, Bowtie, 12 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm kind of going into, well, it's, I guess it's... Oh, 400. Oh, 400, 4 a.m., right. 4 o'clock. Yep, right. That's yep. Oh, I, I said that about the time of this podcast. Yeah. Like, what time yep. are we doing? Oh, 400, 4 a.m.? Anytime there's a reference to what time is something happening, that comes up. Yes. Yeah. I will say um, the memorable scene, that mask that gets put on Tom Cruise's head seems ridiculous all of the bad sewing like what is happening she is this right this wealthy arm sophisticated arms dealer and it's supposed to look like some sort of a hostage mask or something like just 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 put a a potato sack on his head like it's ridiculous something a fucking money bag or something. I don't it's know. just, re- yeah. it's, there's just a lot more stitching. Put a crown royal this. bag over yeah. his head. He's, he's small enough. It's almost like you could put on backwards if he's already handcuffed. <laughs> like just put on the ski mask backwards. Yeah, put some fucking, just tie it around his eyes. Like a, a, yeah. It's silly. Donkey. It's silly. Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy. I will say that again, memorable scene I didn't realize it until I think last night when we were watching it, but you know, they talk about the second IMF team and yeah. like they point out like certain ones yeah. that are at like the event that first night, but there are a couple of others that are eerily just standing and staring at them that aren't even mentioned in the restaurant in the aqua restaurant no 
No, in oh. the actual event. Right, yeah, yeah. Like people, it's almost like they're staring right into the camera, but like they're staring yeah, yeah, yeah. at Tom Cruise that I didn't yeah. notice. And then I definitely said to Brendan last night, I'm like, oh my God, that's the guy in the boat, the bow tie 12 o'clock is in the, in like the You see him working in the war he's room. The, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. And I he's, no idea. and he was actually, and I, I, I know it was within the last couple of times that I saw it that I realized Bowtie 12 o'clock is also, he's the waiter standing behind Hannah looking at her. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I It took me, I, I don't know when I realized it, but I know I didn't catch it right away. I, I, re- I noticed that the first time seeing it in the theater because it's so, if, if you are looking anywhere but at her face, he is so clear. He's in such clear focus, and he's clearly looking at her, what she's doing. And then later, you see him uh, right. behind uh, what uh, Kittress or, or behind uh, uh, Tom Cruise uh, yeah. in, in the Aqua thing. Um, and then he's he's in the war room doing yeah. the thing. He's yeah, he's a identifiable and, character. Looks like a, a low rent uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. totally, yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. The final scene, the final chase, the final, the helicopter in the tunnel. Yeah. And the train and that whole sequence. That jacket flying off of him, like when they're on top. Well, yeah, that, 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 that was be- flappy. before the tunnel, yeah. but sure, the whole thing. It was cool at the time. I, it, I mean, it was nuts at the time, but it was new. Uh, it's so impossible, <laughs> improbable. They got those suction, suction cup grippers, though. <laughs> that Don't they use that in, like, the other one when they're in sure. Abu Dhabi? Sure. He's climbing up the building or whatever? But fly, flying that fucking helicopter <laughs> in that tunnel specifically, which is so low, the, tra- the whole fucking thing is craziness. Yeah. Uh, they might as well have gotten out fucking lightsabers and started fighting on top of the train. Like it, <laughs> it, it was nuts, but yeah. it, it was Gene Reno was doing a great job flying the. <laughs> <hill>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good. It yeah. was good. Yeah. Uh, my standard question, which really doesn't matter to this one, but before the end here is what would you want to see in a sequel? <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we're beyond that yep sequel or six my question is though um assuming we cannot assume this but let's assume tom cruise will not live forever he may scientology and all that right who what happens to this series? Does it die with Tom Cruise? Does he pass it off to somebody else? Like James Bond. Did did he try to pass it off to Jeremy Renner a few movies ago, and did that not work? I don't know. Um, what do we think is going on? What's the future of this franchise? Do we think, other than the next two movies, of course? But Eric, what do you think? Twenty years. Yeah. Well. Do you think this is going to be passed on like James Bond or just rebooted when, you know, when, when they, somebody else can buy the rights to it? 
Or does Tom Cruise do this until he can't physically do it anymore? I think Tom Cruise does it until he can't do it anymore. Someone will reboot it. It's inevitable. But I think a lot of time will have to go by in between. Yeah. So it'll, you know, his last movie for Mission Impossible will be 2030 and it's over. And then it sits dormant for 20 years and then somebody picks it up. I wish they wouldn't wait that long. Like I wish they would right. spin it off and maybe it's another team. Like right. it, it branches of off from whatever group he's got now and it's right. another adventure. Cause you're following this IMF team. What about right. the other 30 that are out there? Right. Yeah. This other team and they're in Budapest doing whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have like, Simon Pegg or somebody be there to sort of yeah. bridge the gap right. at a certain point and then yeah right. but I, I think that franchise is just so uh, you, you automatically think of Tom Cruise yeah and that's I, it's yeah. been his um, it's his barely even barely even doing anything else these days it's just right. so related to him that for anybody else going trying to do it too soon afterwards, I think will it will suffer. He's gonna regret like if this is like such a um, something that he just loves to do so much. Regret that he has amped <laughs> up every stunt. Like he's all the next right. movie's always topping the next stunt. Right. That he's going to age himself out of it because right. of that, rather than going back to kind of the original premise, which is more right. spy mystery kind of this covert. Well, and that goes back to the original thing we were right. talking about—that the right. guys, the old guys, or anybody associated with the original Mission Impossible, liked the idea that they won with their minds. They won with spycraft, not with guns and shootouts and, and right. motorcycle chases and you know all that sort of stuff but that fucking sells as we know but i would prefer a little less of the action stuff and a little more of the uh, more interesting stuff yeah yeah all right how much are they worth and now let's play the how much are they worth game mm. yeah We've got Emilio Estevez, Gene Reno, <laughs> Bing Rames, John Voight, Tom Cruise. And I know we've done Tom Cruise before, but it doesn't really matter because yeah. no one knows. What we yeah, I, whatever that was. Yeah, <laughs> that information's long gone. It, as I've said before, if, if we did the same person three podcasts in a row, we would still all come up with completely yeah. different numbers. Yeah. We have no idea. Uh, let's start with Emilio. Emilio. Oh. Emilio. 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 Estevez. 
Emilio Estevez's real name is Ramon Gerardo Antonio Estevez. Whoa. Or Estevez. Uh, Ramon. All right. The Mighty Ducks, of course. Breakfast Club, Outsiders, St. Elmo's Fire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Men at Work, Young Guns. Men at Work. Men at Work. <laughs> That's a Love game. it. Yeah, you gotta love that. A movie about two knucklehead garbage men. Yeah. Great. Hmm. Has he... What's he been in recently? I think I just saw him in something. Well, I... I, I don't know is the answer. But uh, I think he's done something recently. Did he move behind the camera at all? Was he a producer? No. He directed Men at Work. <laughs> <laughs> Director, producer, I don't know. Well, there's Disney Plus has got the Mighty Ducks TV show now. Yeah. He was married to Paula Abdul for two years. Okay. So I don't know what that means. All right. I've written a number down that I think is wrong. He was in Judgment Night. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Come on, baby. With right. those daisies, yeah. <sighs> okay. Emilio... I'm going to put down, I have a number, and this is almost, it's almost just a guess. Okay. Like an out and out, based on nothing guess. Okay. Um, so I think he's done some stuff not in front of the camera. Uh, I've got 21. Oh, I wrote 20. Damn it. Uh, 20, I have 25. Oh. You're a, I thought I was. A... I thought I might be out there. When we're close together, bad things happen. <laughs> Emilio Estevez has a net worth of eighteen million. Yes. Uh huh. Can't believe it. I got prices right. Gotcha. Uh, Gene Reno. <laughs> Gene Reno. Oh my God. This number is going to be a lot bigger, I think, than yeah. we'd expect. Leon, the professional, Ronan. He's been in the Pink Panther movie. He was in The Lion King? The Five Bloods. French Kiss. He's got a lot of recent things. With their small he's, he's got 114 acting credits. Yeah. I mean, who knows how many things he's done in you know France and in Europe that don't get released over here. Yeah. The Dream Team. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Couples Retreat. 
got a lot of nonsense. Da Vinci Code. Oh, yeah. That's the last big thing I've seen him in, right? 2006, Da Vinci Code. Yeah, all right. I've got a number. I've got a number. I have a number. What do you got, Eric? 35. Al? 25. 41. Jean Renault, a.k.a. Jean Reno. Is a French actor with a net worth of, hold on to your butts, $70 million. Wow. Are you on the board? I'm on the board. Wow. One to one. Gene Reno, kicking ass. No idea. Uh, Ving Rhames. This is a guy... Who I don't know what happened to him. I don't know why he what happened. Why he didn't become a bigger star. He keeps doing all the Mission Impossible movies. I know. I feel like he gained forty pounds, and then his career went down the t- tubes, kind of, or at least it was limited. Uh, Mission Impossible 7 and 8 filming, it says. Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm, Yeah, he's got a lot of of crap. Who's he got on TV shows? He was Kojak? (laughs) Was he really? They did a remake of Kojak, (laughs) I think. Protocol. Okay, he's got all the. He's got all the. Missions. He and Tom Cruise are the only two to be in every single Mission Impossible. Yeah. I wonder how that happened. I, like, he must have cozied up to Tom Cruise in some way, right? Hmm. I don't know about this guy. All right, I've got a number. I've got a number. Eric, do you have a number? I have a number. I've got 36. Oh. What do you have? 12. Eric? 15. See, I think he's got some sort of a side deal with Tom Cruise. I think something's happening there. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Ving Rhames is an American actor with a net worth of 25 million. Wow. So Eric takes it by a nose. We're all on the board. And I said 34, I'd have had it. 
All right. John Voight. John Voight, everyone's favorite. Mr. Personality, John Voight. Oh, my gosh. This is a long career. He's a national know, treasure. It was, his career was Deer Hunter. Heat. Um, Midnight Cowboy. Heat. Um, Enemy of the State. And National then, Treasure. Uh, Mission Impossible, and that's it. Tomb Raider. He was, <laughs> oh, he was Conrad. Um, Manchurian Candy. He's done a lot of movies. I know. He's done a lot of movies. He was in 24, the show. Oh. He had that brief cameo in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Rainmaker, Varsity Blues. He is a working Pearl Harbor. I have Varsity Blues. Ray Donovan, he was in. Zoolander. Deliverance. Pearl Harbor. Deliverance. Yeah, totally. Did you hear me say Deliverance? Enemy, oh, Enemy of the State. That's the one where Jack Black is in that movie. He said purposefully in his audition uh, and in the movie, um, he went out of his way to say the name of the title of the movie so that he, he could potentially be in the trailer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's running through buildings. He's going, he's like an enemy of the state. Like it was one of those oh type of deals. Hilarious. And I think it worked. Uh, okay. What is this? John Voight. I don't know about this guy. <sighs> I mean. Staying with my initial, which is probably wrong. I've got a number. I don't like it. Uh, Al, what's your number? 47. Shit. Eric, what's your number? 55. 52. Oh. Johnny Lee Voigt. Oh, we have someone got it on the nose. We have a double whammy. Uh, John Voigt has a net worth of $55 million. Ah. Eric gets two. Eric's up three to one to one. Dang it. Good God. We were all close, though. I can't believe it. All right. Thomas Edward Patrick Aloysius Cruz. This one is. Okay, what's he been in? Just kidding. Yeah. Bunch of low budget indie art house kind of stuff, I think. When we do the special podcast about uh, movie stars, yeah. he's going to play a big role. Got a lot of shit. Jack Reacher in in the can, or, or uh, not yet come out yet. Jerry Maguire, <clears throat> War of the Worlds, Mission Impossible, <laughs> Mummy, Jack Re- Reacher, Edge of Tomorrow, Oblivion, Jack Reacher, Tropic Mission Thunder. Impossible, Tropic Thunder. He was definitely in that. <laughs> Valkyrie, 
uh, War of the Worlds, Collateral, Last Samurai, Austin Powers, Minority Report, Vanilla Sky, Magnolia, uh, a few good men. Eyes Wide Shut, A Few Good Men, Jerry Maguire, Interview with a Vampire, The Firm, A Few Good Men, Far and Away, Days of Thunder, Born Rock on the Fourth of, of July. Good Christ. Days of Thunder, Legend. I mean, Legend. Born on the Fourth of July. Hang on a second. Let me look at this part. Okay, mission. Okay, this is important to understand. Uh, I wouldn't. I would normally keep this to myself, so I would have an advantage. But uh, this is important. Uh, mission Impossible was the first movie he was a producer on. Yeah, the first. You can imagine since then he has produced a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. like everything he's been in. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible one, two, three, right, six. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Sky, The Last Samurai, uh, Jack Reacher, uh, Top Gun Maverick, um, and lots of other stuff in between. Um, yeah. Director, he has one credit as a director. Has he ever been in a TV show? Uh, no. I don't see that. No, I don't think so. Interesting. I remember, I can't remember. It, it was one of the actors from that was with him in Risky Business. I can't remember if it was Bronson Pinchot or if it was um, Curtis Armstrong. Uh, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. It was one of those two. Yeah. They said that they had a conversation with him when they were shooting Risky Business and Tom Cruise said to them that he would never, ever, ever do television because he thought it would ruin his career. Hmm. Yeah. Like he was very... And that's... Honestly, that was the thinking at then, that time. Yeah. 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 Uh, and since flipped in the last 15 years. But... Um, Okay. Do you have a number? I wrote something down that's <laughs> ludicrous speed. I don't know if I can write down too big of a number is my problem here. Okay. Okay, I wrote down a number. <laughs> All right, Eric, either, do you have a number? I have a number. I wrote a number down where I'm either going to nail it or it's going to be embarrassing. Okay. Uh, my number is eight hundred and ten. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yours. Four fifty. See, Eric, what's your number? Seven hundred million. I'm in trouble. God. Oh, Tom Cruise is an American actor and producer who has a net worth of six hundred million. Ooh, Eric wins it. Why? Oh, did he say seven hundred? Seven hundred. Dang it. Four to one to one. I thought we were tied distance that I would have gotten it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dang it. Wow. 
Oh my god, 700. That uh Oh, 600, sorry. 600, yeah, according to this site, but but by tomorrow my it'll be 700 tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I wonder Wait, how still it. what he's still what half of what George Spielberg has or a tenth yeah. of what George Lucas has or whatever right. the hell that incentive <laughs> was. Lucas yeah. was like 6 billion and uh yeah, uh Spielberg was at 1.2 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Chump change. I wonder how much he had, he ended up paying if George Lucas woke up with Tom Cruise's money, he'd kill himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. All right. Uh so that's Mission Impossible. It's uh I enjoyed it. Again, like watching it. It's been a while yeah. since I've watched it, but I I really liked it. And despite the technology, like yeah. you can kind of like put that aside for yeah. a second. Totally fine. Yeah, it holds up. It still works. It's yeah. Re- it definitely works. Um, and I still, I like I said earlier, I saw things in it that I did not realize before. Yeah. It, uh, it's a good solid spy slash heist movie. Yeah, it took some roll pop. <laughs>